Hi everybody, it is RP Gamer coming at you again from E3. This is day two. It is July 16th. Just barely. Yes, just barely. Um, we are, of course, here at E3 2008. And we've had a full day of appointments and game playing, and we wanted to share our thoughts and impressions with you. Ah, you having fun at E3? Yes, it's much more fun than last year. Much more fun. Yes. Yeah. A lot less traipsing around the city on city buses. Or not city buses, but on buses. Oh, those buses didn't even work. I just ran. And being late for appointments because they're in different buildings. And then you're in the wrong oh, building. Oh, it was horrible. It's so much better now. But, but uh, that was the past. That was the past, and this is the future. Actually, it's the present. Present. Yeah. Yeah. It's late. <laughs> you went to another party tonight, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. But I'm much better off than last night. You were, you were partying with the competition. Oh well. Oh well. A little bit. A little bit. You gotta see what you gotta keep up with them, see what they're doing. <laughs> Apparently they're getting wasted, but you know. Yeah. That's that seems should. to be what happens at all the E three parties though, so it's what actually happens at parties. You, you, I know you don't have those in Wisconsin, but you do no, actually drink at parties. Um, we have uh you know, we get around in circles and eat cheese curds. Cheese curds are That's pretty about good. It. Yeah, yeah. It works. It works. <laughs> <laughs> Except when I need you to actually be social in a social circle at a party, and you're like, "How did you just walk up and talk to that guy?" And, and I'm I like, say, "Move." Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you didn't actually even move. No. That would have been an interesting icebreaker. Moon. Yeah, yeah. Good milk breaker. We haven't actually done Harvest Moon yet, but you know that'll be next. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Yeah, Natsume is tomorrow. But let's talk about what was today. Uh, in the morning, we went to D three. We did. And they had two games for us. Yes, which was one more than we expected. One more, yes. I don't know how we didn't expect that. They thought we were expecting it, though. Yes, they were. They seemed rather puzzled. And you're like, oh, yes, you have two games. Hmm. Show it up on time with it. Yeah, it's... Uh, but I had breakfast. Everybody has an RPG. Yes, well, not everybody. There are lots of companies there who have none. Um, They're covered as bare. Like MTV. <laughs> Me. There, there aren't what, any, what does MTV do here besides run game RPGs, trailers? You know? I mean, really. Well, Rock Band. They're not MTV. Yeah. They're, oh, that's it's MTV EA. Games. MTV Games bought Harmonix. Oh, and then they. And then EA's, EA? uh, EA Partners is publishing Rock Band. Ah, see, this is the problem with yeah. not being an RPG. Is I don't know what's going on. This is just the problem with the video game industry. You can't keep anything straight. Well, the, I there should be enough logos sometimes. In the box. It's like just I don't know which guy, which ones you guys are anymore. I've covered so many of these darn things. Just which one are you? Oh, that one. Ah, oh, that oh, one. Right, yes. right, 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 right. You have the shuffling. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. So, how does only send you alone? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so D three had Puzzle Quest Galactrix. Yes. Follow up to the. Uh, hugely popular and successful against Insanely all popular. odds, apparently. Um, Bejeweled plus RPG <laughs> of Puzzle Quest. Yeah, I mean, it was great because, like, oh, you play Puzzle Quest. I said, yes, he played the PSP version. And he kind of backs up and says, ah, oh, this will start off on the right foot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you just tell, you know, give it a little summary of what you saw? Well, I, what, I, bleh, what I saw I really liked, it was pretty much that... Uh, Instead of having just a flat grid and, and the pieces falling from above, you actually have them falling from all different directions based on the lines that you create. Because it's in space, this is a whole sci-fi version. I shouldn't even say version. They wanted to be very clear that well, it's, it's a, not a it's rescan a, it's or anything. It's a new game. Totally new game. Yep. But based on 
the direction of your lines, the pieces will come in from other sides. Because it's like a circular playing field. Oh, it's hexagon. Now. Hexagon. Yes. Well. It's like hexic. It, was it really hexic? It was. Oh, wait. Well, not hexic. It was hexagon. It was hexagon. It was definitely not hexic. There's no spinning of. No, that I was. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought is. I thought that's what they were going to do. But I was. Like, yeah, and then you were like, like trying to make the six point flower and stuff. Yeah, and they're like, well, we haven't actually made that element, so we don't know if that's even going to do anything. Yeah, they haven't fully decided all the patterns that are going to actually cause you scoring points. Because now that you're on a circular field, it's like, oh, if I make a big pentagon, should I get like you know, um, hexagon. My ship sent to hell or something. Or should get super power up for one turn. That would be nice too. But for the most part, it seemed that uh, for pre-alpha, it looked really nice. I mean, obviously there was no story yet or anything, but the gameplay was definitely there. And I was doing well. I like the fact that, you know, you could be losing, but if you can manage to rebuild your shields, because after all, you're a little starship. If you can rebuild your shields, uh, you have a chance to hold them off and, you know, not really take heavy damage. Uh... That seems to add a little bit more into the gameplay than just, well, I'm just going to pound you into the ground. And if I take 16 turns doing it, well, so be it. Yeah. I thought it was uh, interesting how the... You, know, you had shields now. And yeah. I was hoping they would show more like how that worked and if you got to build them up. But that's probably not in, in the game I want to see like some of the, the ship customization. He wasn't able to show that. No. It seem like either. As he was very clear this is the pre-alpha. game is huge. Huge. Like, all right, so he zooms out to an overworld <laughs> map, which is all like the identical looking like little tiny yeah, balls, this... which look like, oh, those must all be planets. Maybe each one's a stage and they're all like interconnected with lines. Yeah, we were thinking that... Wow, this is about as big as the Puzzle Quest map of before. Yeah. And then he clicked on one of those, and it zooms in, and each one of those dots on the overhead map was an entire solar system. Including so. mining points, mission points, mini-game areas, and you're just like, <laughs> wow. Mini-game areas? Yes, there were things like if you wanted to go mining, that was a mini-game. Okay. If you wanted to trade, that was a mini-game, yeah. or buy things. Yeah, and he was so excited to say, yes, everything will be I a mini-game. they were mini-games. Yes. That's... Uh, he was everything. It was like, short of like moving the guy, it was a mini game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a game. Well, yes. So yeah, the Puzzle Quest looks like uh, looks like it's shaping up to be fun, and you know it's got the same similar elements as the first. Only, only now you can get so five of a kind to get an extra turn instead of four of a kind. Yeah, that well, I pulled off a lot of four of a kind. But it's going to be a lot easier to get five of a kind on that grid. Actually, no, I only got one or two. You know, that's about average, I think. I got a lot of four-of-a-kinds, but that wasn't that bad. Oh, and then they're just saying, forget you, well, Mr. Four-of-a-kind. Well, even the computer got four-of-a-kinds, like, all the time. It's just, it, there's so many directions it can come from, it's so easy to set up a four-of-a-kind. The grid isn't even that big. I would like them to actually make it a little bigger. Mm. But I think that would, it could slow down the game a little. And I know they want fast-paced, you know. Oh, boom, 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 boom. They're mines now, which did something. Well, the mines were like the skulls. Yeah. If you line them up, you did an attack against your opponent. Well, the thing is, it seemed like any sort of deletion of gems caused an attack against your opponent. No, no, no. See, that was just the side effect. Is oh. If I match up the red ones, it fired beams at my ship, and I absorbed them as energy. Oh, I thought and it was And the blue absorbed them as shield. Okay. No, it was just so when you just saw that the huge chain, the they went everywhere. Okay. And that was what the... Uh, the real excitement it was. All right, so that's that's uh, Puzzle Quest. And then they brought us over for the best game on the DS. Believe it! Believe it! Okay, no, it was uh, Naruto... What was the name of the game? I like DS games. Yeah, okay. 
there, there were two Naruto games, and the DS one was an RPG, and it looked like the whatever non DS game was. We, it's not an RPG. We don't know what it is. No, oh, the other one, yeah, but uh, yeah, Path of the Ninja. Yes, two? Path of the Ninja Two. Path of the Ninja Two. Very so, good googling um, there. Yeah, uh, by by Tommy Tommy in Tommy. Japan. Yeah, brought over here by D three, and uh, this one was interesting. You got to you know the traditional RPG looking game, walk around random battles with ninjas and animals and a whatever. random battle with a kind of a mini tactical battle system. As far as your positioning, creating formations. Okay, and well, your party layout is about as tactical as you get. So if well, no, because in the front you can row, move them and change your formations. Yeah, you get different status or bonus effects to your party. You know, if everyone's in the front row, if you get one person in the front row, one in the middle, one in the back, whether or not it's sloping from left to right or right to left, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just each each uh, layout gave a different bonus to your your. Party. Right. So if you found an enemy that was you know heavily into poisons, you could actually set a formation of your group that would make you resistant to poison. And How a formation does that, I don't really understand. But. It's ninjutsu. How are we supposed to understand? Yeah, it's magic ninjutsu. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so you can recruit lots of characters in this game. They said they have like 35 characters or something in it. I think I just said 30, but you get oh, 28 30. in one game because two of them are a choice. Yeah, yeah, at the very end you get a choice of one or the other bonus character, which, do we spoil that? No. Okay. He really, you know, he's like, yeah, we're not really mentioning it. Well, we'll tell you, but yeah. It's, if you play the game and you watch the anime, you can figure out the ones that are missing and go from there. You could have, like, the, well, what about some of the advanced uh, guys that you could have join your party that were, like, I wouldn't have thought they'd be in your party. Yeah, you would have thought they would have just killed Naruto when they saw him. Yeah, so so there's some villains joining your party that doesn't make much sense to me. They'd fight with you. Fighting for the common good. I wonder if it's like, you know, Bowser joining your party in Super Mario. There you go. uh, He decides that something's worse than you. But dude, okay, (laughs) his summon, oh my gosh. That was So you can get some characters in the game. I mean, if you've watched Naruto, you know exactly which characters I'm talking about. You get the characters in your party. So it, it really is spoiled then. Doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, you did it. Okay. So if you're getting, you're getting. Uh, do I say anything? We've Go for heard. it. You've already said it. I already said it. Yeah. So we were playing with Orochimaru, and uh, um, and you know we saw you could get like Sanade and Jiraiya and stuff, um, and Orochimaru uh, summoned his big snake. Mm-hmm. I don't Nanda. I can't remember the name of the snake. Nandra. Uh, Namba. Namda. I don't Namba. know. Big Namby snake. Pamby. Anyway, big pink snake, and it ate stuff and went bite. You, you, you chose huge. bite, and it did half the damage okay. of Naruto hitting it. So. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> because you were level 99. The point is, you can you could do the big summons and stuff, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I'm, how you get those guys in your party is probably secret. Who knows? But. Yeah. I yeah. mean, how much are we really spoiling? It's probably on game facts anyway. Well, you don't read the game facts, and you're not spoiled. Yeah, that's how that works. Well, sometimes you read the forums, right? You no. just tell. No. No, nobody reads the forums unless they have a question. <laughs> anyway, I, I found the game more interesting to know that, so I hope that you find it more interesting to know that. And uh, You didn't spoil everything. They so said far. there was a training area where you can kind of, you don't have to go out and seek uh, high-level areas to level up your people. You can just kind of train it in this area where the monsters will scale with you. Mostly. Um, mostly. Yeah. And... Uh, there is a multiplayer. There is? L- local? I believe so. Well, yeah. Local uh, local uh, wireless and um, 
You can. Uh, Wasn't it up to four? I can't remember how many. Uh, well, the only one would make sense. There's only three of them. Hmm. Yeah, so you can play together with your friends and kind of. They wouldn't really. If you want to, you want to say these jutsu moves are too cheap. You can set up a list of so-called. Oh, that's right. You can forbidden fight. jutsus yes, and no that, forbidden like, people jutsu. can't use them. So. But you know, it, it's an already game, but it, it you know looked like a, a decent RPG from the <laughs> little time we had with it. <laughs> I would have liked to see how like the Sharon gun worked and things like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I mean, does he really just watch for their jutsu, and then if nothing happens, he just stands there? Yeah, or what? And uh, the timeline was set. Um, looks like just before the end of the main series. Yeah. So this was not set in the Shippuden timeline. This was uh, just the Naruto timeline. Um, and that's it for Naruto: Path of the Ninja Two. That was a lot, actually. That was quite a bit. Yeah. And he showed us quite a bit, so. Good job, guys. Uh, yeah, so Indian Naruto, one of an RPG and your DS. There you go. Uh, then we ran over to Exceed and Marvelous. It was Marvelous. Marvelous, yes. Uh, yes, they had a grand total of one true RPG and one... It had an RPG in it, and therefore we thought about it. But that was pretty much the end of it. Yes. Um, you're talk- The second one you're talking about is Game Center. Uh, the retro games. Yeah, the retro yeah. gaming challenge. Sorry, because yes, we retro don't have Game Center challenge. here, so they don't name it after the show that we don't have. But um, so the retro gaming challenge has one RPG stage in it, but we uh, uh, we didn't get a chance. It was to actually get, very to cover that, popular. It looked yeah, it was very popular. Everyone was playing it because it looks really cool. Because the the faithful it looks like faithful recreations of all your favorite eight bit classics. There was Galaga, memories. and there was yeah. um, there was Ninja Gaiden stuff. Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only if these weren't actual ninjas. Wasn't no, no, no. It, it was totally a knockoff. But yeah. you but, knew what uh, they were coming from. Yeah, part of the challenge. That's pretty cool. Um, but uh, the game we did get to see was Valhalla Knights 2. two. Very important scene, too. So. Yes. Um, which is good, because they didn't actually get to play it at Run to the Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the good things is when they showed us at Run to the Sun, Michael played it, and he died on the second guy, and we laughed at him. So he made sure that it was balanced, and he would not do that again. Though... I think most of the time we spent kind of running and talking about it because the girl who had played it right before him had died in a rather hard area. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they saved, so he was running all the way back there. We got some interesting comments from Michael. Do we want to run them in the podcast? Or? You know, I think some of them should be run. I'm just not sure which ones are where. <laughs> <laughs> or how many people are, you know, reading demographic need dating advice from Michael. Ah, uh, he's a fun guy. He's really, I mean, there's not much else you can say about it. He's just a laugh a minute, really. Well, I might run that here. Um, so if you hear us break away to an interview, that's what's going on here. Should I give you the basic spiel of the yeah, game, or do you remember yeah. it? All right, let me let me put on my happy helmet. Here, away we go. Um, so Valhalla Nights 2, of course, is the sequel to Valhalla Nights 1. Um, Wonderful game. Thank you very much, sir. And this one's more of it. Um, this is also the first title that we'll be co-publishing with Marvelous USA. Um, so that's going to be kind of cool working with them. Um, the game itself is much, much bigger than its predecessor. For example, this game currently has 80 different quests, um, 16 areas, as opposed to the first one, which I think had five or six. Um, there are 11 total job classes, 6 unique races, um, gameplay 
if you just want to clear out the basic quests, um, progress the story, and just do the um, basic uh, minimum, the game is between 60 and 80 hours long. If you want to find everything, do all the armor, all the optional bosses, um, I cleaned it out in 135 hours. So you know, it's a nice short PSP game. For that time, you find yourself traveling around the world by air balloon. Um, so we've also, I don't know if you were, were here earlier, but um, it's talking a little bit about the AI. It's been improved from the first game. So the enemies are a little bit smarter. They don't just focus on one character at a time. They do spread their attention. They will hit and run multiple characters. Um, your AI, the party AI has also been improved. So each um, job class will act in a slightly different way. So mages and magic users won't charge into battle, but fighters, monks, they'll, they'll go in and attack anything that moves. Thieves will range around the part range around the battle. What does the glowy dot mean? Glowy dot, those are usually a little bit tough, a little more significant enemies. Okay. Like they'll drop a little bit better items. Um, usually early in the game, if you're feeling punk rock, you can try them. Um, so maybe he'll be hard enough, so if you want to take him, right. take him out. Right, go for it. So you just, you can sneak up behind in our like rear attack and side attack bonuses. Oh yeah, that was easy. <laughs> so, this is a safe chest. Yeah, in the game, we've added a few... Th <laughs> oh, yeah, there was more it. than a flask in that chest. I don't... Shit. Uh, you <laughs> it's know, filled with jewels. Anyway, where are we going? They're cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bat. You're lucky it was holding anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, the game itself also... Um, we've added a few extra things just to keep things, you know, unpredictable. There's three different levels of treasure chest. Yeah. There are wooden ones, which have low-level items. There's a mid-level chest, which are booby traps. So you'll want to have a thief open them, or the, one of the magic users has a spell that reduces the damage done by the booby traps. And then there's a third chest. This one usually holds really, really good stuff, like new job class cards, really good weapons. However, there is a catch. You stand a chance of losing a party member when you open one. It's not guaranteed. Sometimes your thief will be able to open it with no problems, but sometimes you'll get blown to smithereens. And you have to ask yourself, is it worth opening? Always. So, in this game, for the most part, you don't have to open treasure chests. You don't have to flip switches. Um, some switches are booby-trapped. They'll just, you'll flip it, and all of a sudden you'll be in the middle of 20 different enemies. Sometimes they'll uncover treasure chests, so you'll flip a switch and all of a sudden it's like, wow, stuff. And um, some just open doors. And you also have to think about, sometimes you have to think about which switches you throw, because you'll open one door and then lock another. So there is a certain level of, um, you have to kind of think about, do I really want to do this? Consequences do come into play. I do like how you can stealth around all the enemies. Yes. Also, there's a. If you notice, they all have um, fields of view. Yeah. On the world map, you can by pressing square, you can reduce the field of view and sneak behind them. So if you want to do back attacks or you just want to run away, you just 
wait until they get out of the way, and then you can run. So there are no random battles in the game. So that's kind of a nice touch. A lot of people don't like them. Um, a little bit more about the quests. Since this game does have a fairly deep story behind it, like the first one didn't really, it's just monster quests pretty much. This one has the um, story, it's written by the scenario writer from Final Fantasy XII. I think it's something Showa, I can never remember his name. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, but he um, pinned the story behind it. And the quest, unlike the first game, which you really didn't have to do, in this game, if you want to progress the storyline, you'll have to do the quests. And the quests, some of them on the surface may seem fairly innocuous. Like, it's not really a spoiler, but there's one quest where you're going to look for someone's daughter. And you're like, oh, you just go find her, get money or whatever. And it ends up, you end up doing battle with one of the forces of evil. So, you get introduced to, like, the enemy, like, the enemy organizations. Um, other quests, you'll get um, party members. So, like, you'll start out, it's like, oh, I have to find, like, I have to find evidence of someone's demise. So you go, you find it, you come back, and instead of getting money or armor, you get a level 20 knight join your party. So there's a reason to do them this time around. Like the last one, you could pretty much skate through the game without playing them. Yeah. So this one, there's a definite bonus behind it. Um, the quests themselves, even though there are a lot of them, they are fairly varied, and they also vary in length. So if you just want to do a really quick quest, earn a little bit of cash, you can churn them out in like 10-15 minutes. Other quests take a couple hours. Um, the more significant quests, like the plot, like the plot-related quests, usually do take a little bit longer. The ones where you just get cool armor, weapons, are a little bit less. And the party member quests kind of fall in between. I noticed you've been going for quite a while. How do you actually save? Um, saves usually take place in like one of three towns. Right now, um, since I haven't really cleared out too many areas, there is some walking involved. But once you start um, advancing the story, but also clearing out some of the quests, you unlock shortcuts, and you also unlock um, like the other towns. So instead of starting from the one one town all the time, you can like go between three different towns, and each town will be a hub for a certain area. And also, each area will have shortcuts. So if like you can cut into one area and like go kind of cut the corner as it were. So you don't it's like right now it's kind of like wandering the earth like Kane from Kung Fu, you know, <laughs> getting in adventures, helping people. But once you start clearing out some of the quests, um, you can start avoiding areas and just go straight to like where you want to go. Um, however, like I say, once you start progressing through different areas, previous areas bosses do get stronger. So if you wanna uh, if you want to minimize the risk of leveling inherent and leveling up, you can just go back to an earlier area, get decent XP, but not worry about getting killed. Um, also, like the first game, we have the um, job class system, where you can level up each job, and at certain levels, to learn new skills, new abilities. And if you by swapping out classes frequently, you can make leveling up much quicker. Hold on, I don't want to die right now. Um, so for example, right now, I have like a level 18 fighter. So between each level, the amount of experience points gets higher and higher. So if you switch to like a lower level job, like a lower like a monk, which is level seven, 
the amount of experience points shrink, but you do not lose any of the status or um, abilities you've learned as a level 18 fighter. And you can have three jobs, right? Yes. So you have one main job. The main job is the one that will level up with your character. And but the other two jobs, you have access to all their spells, all their abilities, all their special skills. Plus, you don't lose any um, strength or status. So, for example, if you've buffed up pretty high as a fighter, and you have like a level like a 50 level 50 um, strength rating. When you swap out to the monk, which is level seven, you'll still have that 50 strength rating. Do you decide what jobs they get, or do they decide? Um, you can decide. So basically, you the, all your characters are fully customizable. You can have any, pretty much, with two exceptions, any combination you wish. Okay. Because there's two um, job classes which are unique to the race, to a certain race. There's one called Protector, which is unique to the canine class. So you have Vance Best Friend you can play. Yeah. And there's a Machine class, which is only applicable to the machine race. And they're the ones, because every fantasy RPG needs robots. Yeah. So... We have um, like a race, I haven't unlocked them yet unfortunately, probably later this day, <laughs> later today, where they can arm rocket launchers, power drills, like laser. So it's, it's kind of cool that you have your mage, your priest, your elf, robot. Awesome. <laughs> if you pick three jobs, is that all you get? I mean, or do you get um, to you transfer can, one out? or? Um, you can only equip three jobs at a time. But if you go to the guilds, like it was where you get your quest and get things appraised and things of that nature, you can swap out to all different jobs if you wish. Okay. So if you're tired of these three, you go to the guild, you can get another set of three. And I can keep the levels that I have? Yes. They do not reset. Because that would be evil. <laughs> it's like, oh, congratulations, you spent 40 hours maxing out your fighter. Level Let's one. send him back to level one. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Disgaea effect. Yes. <laughs> Where you can revert your characters if you're feeling masochistic. You get a slight stat boost. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get a... It adds up over time. No, actually, you just you just get a thumbs up and a, like, why did you... All right, so any yeah. other questions about the game? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Okay. Uh, when is it expected? Um, it's, it's coming out in fall. Yeah. So... Um, if the gods smile upon us sometime in September, but let's say it's not chiseled in stone quite yet, okay. so fall is probably the safe, safer bet, you know, get that anticipation going. Okay. And I should probably mention the multiplayer real quick, and then I'll... Yeah. So, quick overview of multiplayer. It is um, via the ad hoc mode on the PSP. Um, there's two modes. There's um, versus mode, where you and your... You and a friend or acquaintance can um, send your um, up to six people, so six versus six battles. And in those, you can wager items or money. And if you win, anything you do win will carry on into the main quest. So it's not separate. And there's also a cooperative mode where you and a friend, like you get three members apiece, will go in and cooperatively go through dungeons. And you get some of the rarer items and a little bit more experience that way and once again it does carry into the main quest so if you want to do some power grinding with the friends because you know work is more fun when it's shared yeah. so and you guys want to grind with me don't you yeah oh yo you know it's also a hot date thing you know no no you know, no you you and your significant other after a tasty meal at you know mcdonald's or the fast food restaurant of your choice 
could hang out and play Valhalla Nights. And too. grind on Valhalla Nights too. Yeah. Awesome. See, there you go. Dating tips from Little Mikey Inglis. <laughs> Mike Ingler, XE Games. <laughs> and relationship expert. Yes. On how to destroy them in one easy step. Wow. Cool. Alright. Cool. Thank you very much. Top five. That was great. Yeah. And it uh, felt like I was just there today. It just, yeah, I know. It, except that's because you were just there today. Oh, that's yeah. Crazy. That's why. Mm. Yeah, that's how that was. That's how that works. Wow, crazy! Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, thank you, Michael and Mike Engel, Engel, I believe. <laughs> yes. I just call him Michael. It's all says in this thing, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, for those uh, wonderful comments, and that that's uh, also takes care of the Helen Knights too. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, overall, look, did you play the first one, Mike? No. 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 Okay, so you can't really give a good comparison. No, actually, I'm. I just have to admit, when I saw CJ score, I was like, I'm. I'm glad I'm too busy. Gonna pass that that game. Yeah. What was it? One point five, I believe. I believe that was it. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't a game I was rushing to play, and when they said two, I was like, well, it can't get much worse. And I was right; it was much better. Yeah. So that's good. Looking positive. Uh, then we ran over to Namco Bandai. We did, and we saw Tales and Tales. Tales and Tales, yes. Tales of Symphonia. Dawn um, of the something. Dawn of the. Dawn we are of awesome. The angry fanboy, if we don't get this right. <laughs> Please do not come out and find us. We will get the title right. Just give us a minute. Well, okay. So Dawn of the but, so it's on. It's the DS follow-up, Dawn of the New World, and. Um, we got to see how that was working out. It was very interesting because it was immediately it was one of the first Tales game that you've ever showed an interest in. That's not the first. Okay, but uh, it it they did the they did the wonderful thing that uh, any RPG can do to get onto your interested list. That's true. They, they added included monsters. monster catching. Yes, they're like here. You can go catch two hundred monsters, and all of a sudden, my I mean, if I had you know doggy ears, they would have perked right yeah, up. I said, right "I'm up, sorry, yeah. what did you just say?" You <laughs> <laughs> so let's you know, I I basically admitted to him that I play two kinds of games. I seem to play all the dungeon crawlers, and I seem to play all the monster grabbers. So there you go. So this one is something that you're looking forward to now. Uh you know, I, I've been trying to get into the Tales series, so I don't see any reason why this wouldn't be the break-in. Yes, this is on the Wii, and other than that, it was uh, playing pretty pretty standard, right? Oh, this was the one that had the main character, though, who's like uh, bipolar or whatever, though. He's <laughs> like possessed by the devil. Yeah, so they, the, I he's, guess some story point is he meets pol- this girl, and something about this girl awakens some very... Um, Feral. Let's say assertive, nasty. <laughs> well, not nasty, but very. Uh, oh no, he got he got he got so nasty, nasty. He scared off the monster. He scared off the monster. Guy. The monster's like, I'm gonna eat you, and he's like, No, it's you're like, not. And his like, eyes change color, and all of a sudden he's like tough guy. It's like a. It's like the nine tail fox. If you've ever watched uh, the Yu Gi Oh TV series, it's oh. when Yu Gi Oh battles. Um, <laughs> he's his uh, alter ego takes over, and it's like he turns out not to be such a complete pansy. He goes from boy to man or something. <laughs> it's like what the heck? No, we do. You know, just like, and he's like, oh, that was so much fun. You're just yeah, like, and after, what is wrong with that's you? That's exactly right, though, because after the battle, it was this pansy, like, um. Let's you know, go this way now, because I'm having oh, fun. Oh, did I, did I transform again? I don't remember at all. That was way too Either, accented. He, yeah, yeah, maybe he was just faking it. We could find out later in the game. I really don't think he was, because the so. whole, 
I mean, that was an entire transformation, and it was pretty awesome to see. And so the, and the girl's like, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, the female lead likes him, yeah. And he comes back to the woods, and she's like, oh, it's you again. Oh, well. You have a non-playing companion to the to the party, it seems like, too. Yeah, some, yeah. Black, some black dog thing that's like an incarnation of darkness or it's something like, like that. I didn't really understand. Umbreon or something. <laughs> that's what it seemed like, Umbreon, the Pokemon. <laughs> There's this, yeah, this literally black but dog they had with a, purple stripes. They had, great little, like, uh, they had little cutscenes, like the outside of the story cutscenes. They had like just inner little interactions, inner that, almost con- conversation interjections. Really. Conversation, yeah. Which I I can only assume have been in previous Tales games, but um, in this one, you know, so it worked out that you know one of the characters in the party was just talking to the dog creature, and like the little porch, they just have the portraits up and some text dialogue underneath. Yeah, they and, but they were nowhere. fully voiced, which yep. was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the game's, like, completely voice acted. Yay, thank you. Probably and, in English, though. And, like, when, you know, there's laughter or, or, or interesting emotions, the portraits might jump up and down or shake back and forth. I thought it was a nice touch. It was a vivid, uh, iconic discussion. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. I, I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I already have a Wii, so I can just monster. jump right in. Yes, and you have a Wii, yes. But then we ran over to the Xbox 360 title, which, of course, we talked about on the podcast a couple weeks ago, Tales of Vesperia, which is the one that had the demo that even the PR rep <laughs> we were talking to admitted, yeah, that boss was hard. <laughs> yeah, we tell him that one of our staff beat him, and he says, wow, that guy must be amazing. He must be pretty good, so Oliver, <laughs> you're doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, don't stroke his ego, we can't make fun of him then. Yeah. Um, other than that, told us pretty much mo- what we've known about the game, about being able to string together combos, having a pretty... Uh, I don't know any Tales game you can't string together combos. Yeah, I guess the battle system isn't that... I don't know. But you, you can have four-player co-op and all that stuff. Yeah, that Local co-op. Yes. Um, well, it's the 360, are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's not live. Dude, that would be one of the biggest announcements ever. <laughs> all I of, just can't imagine that it'd be like... Well, all like, of RP Gamer staff just be, let's play through Tales tonight. <laughs> all right! We don't have to do oh, any work. Namco, if you could do that. Yeah. Oh, my You know, God. just patch it up. It'll be great. That would be so nice. Yes. Um, yeah. So going through uh, going through that demo, the the environments and stuff looked a lot more interesting than the demo that we had played on Xbox Live that I had played on Xbox Live a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was nice to see some of the background story about uh, you, the main you know first character Yuri who left like this night's organization and um, I, I was... can't remember all the character names. Who well, was it was Yuri night, and Estella and. Then, and... And then the girl who's like lives in the castle and she wants to see the outside world, which is kind of pretty stereotyped. But yeah. <laughs> she's friends of both of the characters, and you know and they're, they're busy fighting. And she comes over and says, "Oh, you're both here! Yay!" And they're just and like, I found out why crap. the dog has a pipe. Yes, you did. Yes, Finally. asked him specifically, and he said it's because it's a memento of his previous owner. Did you ask him why his eye is missing? No, you should have done that. It must have been another memento of his previous. <laughs> Maybe his master was a very mean man. I don't know. But he, apparently he carries the pipe with him because of that. I was kind of wondering because the slash comes down right over his eye and then right where the pipe is. And oh. I thought they might be related. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. The dog was a... Uh, the dog was a dog. Interesting uh, character designs there. Yeah, it was rather... Um, they got to show us, you know, uh, there was a kid who had... He kept saying he had a giant hammer and then when he came in it was a sword. But it was still giant and he was still slow. And they brought in the dog, and I think the dog did a total of, like, 18 damage the entire fight or something. He nice. just fight him for one the whole time. <laughs> I was like, what is this thing, like, level four? 
Everything else is like level 30. Hmm, might not be leveling that dog very well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know, that was, uh, that was looking a lot better than uh, the impression I got but from the demo. we still managed to fight a boss and lose. Yeah, you still need to do well with the boss. Otherwise, you will lose. Yeah, he even he even told us he, he no promises he's going to survive, and he, he actually paused it with two people alive and said, "Yep, I'm done." And Chris tried to save it, and didn't. yeah, which of course was doomed to failure <laughs> as soon as I picked up the controller. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're already ready to him losing, so we're used to it. You just have to manage your healing better, or at all. <laughs> well, no, he was managing it. It just wasn't fast enough. And your characters, when they get hit, they can get interrupted from their actions, so that really See, will mess with things. This is the problem I have with the Tales game, is I would tell my healer not to get anywhere near this thing. Mm-hmm. And to evade it, and to, you know, keep moving at a but, range. Yeah but, yeah, but you had just gotten done commenting, where the heck is your healer? I haven't even seen her the whole fight, and that's because she was doing exactly that. She <laughs> yeah, was evading it true. and staying out and of range. And then she runs over with her sword once, and then everything falls apart. I think what happened is that the battle got near her, and she decided to use her ranged attack to, to contribute, but... That was not a good selection of choice, strategy. No, I think he had to set it to focus healing, and I don't think he had. Yeah. And maybe he would have done better. I don't know. See, the AI was something that he didn't really... I mean, he explained it to us, but he didn't show us all the, how the options worked because we didn't ask. We didn't think about we it. We didn't get that. Um, we only have 15 minutes to think of these things. People. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, what else? Digimon. Oh, yeah, we looked at Digimon as well. And uh, that was interesting, because it's, uh, if you've ever played, like, a Monster Rancher type game, that's what it felt like. It was a lot of monster raising. Yeah. You go out, and you hunt the monsters, and you don't really leave anywhere. You're in your little gym. <laughs> well, you kind of leave to go fight, but... Yeah, sort And you of. leave to hunt. Well, you don't, I didn't even really think... I think you just walked out the door and went outside, and then came back. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. So, the, you first start, you start off with hunting, which is, consists of a little mini-game where you're looking at characters, you know, you're going so around like the area looking Pokemon at monsters on the, on, the, on the screen, you circle them, then you try to rope them in um, with the stylus, and you capture them, and then you get your... Get them into your training facility, and it's uh, you need to care for them. You have to clean up the messes they make. Yeah, you know, the, they poop the or digi whatever. poop. The you gotta take them to the infirmary if they're hurt. Uh, put them through training exercises to get their stats up, and then take them into battle and try and win tournaments. And then they have you know kind of a revolving schedule of tournaments you can enter and stuff like that. And they evolve and things. And they had a whole bunch of evolutions while we were there. Digivolution, uh, digivolve, digivolve. Yeah, okay, you can't call it evolution. That would be copying po- Pokemon. And, this is, isn't really planet Earth or something. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was uh, that was uh, that was Digimon. And that, that was Digimon. Yeah, that that would be the end of our staying there. It's I don't know. I, I think if I was more familiar with Digimon, it might be more interesting. But it's like I didn't like being confined to like these are the events you do and you this is all you do. There was no exploration. There was no story. They don't sell any of that. Yeah, it was, well, you catch them, they poop on the floor, you clean it up, you feed them, you go fight them, you do it again the tomorrow. Story, the story is for you to win. The end. You know, it, it's, it really is, your goal is to be the best, and so go ahead and do the events and become the best. Yeah. And honestly, you know, in a monster racing sim, which was what this is, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's pretty much all you can ask for. It's like it's your, really about your story, I guess. My story of staying in a box for about sixteen years until I become strong enough to fight my Digimon in in battle. I don't know. It just seemed kind of cut and dry. Yeah, and 
I don't know. All, overall, that was a that was a good lineup from. Uh, Obatone, what else you played? Um, I can't remember the name of that game. It wasn't the name of it, but it was. Uh, it was it was another one of those shooters where you have the. It's a twin stick shooter from Namco. Um, trying to remember the name too. I don't even think we saw the name. I think we were just you picked it up mid game and started playing. Yeah. And and searching for things on Google like Namco Shooter doesn't really like narrow, narrow it down. down a lot. <laughs> try trying E three or something. Yeah, they have an E three list, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I'll get that for you later. But uh, that Namco uh, Xbox Live Arcade Shooter, um, it was a lot like what was the game where you grew up from nothing? Uh, Flow. No, 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 no. I mean, that was a shooter, but no, there was a re- original game. Do you grow up in Flow? Uh, you get bigger. I thought you, I didn't think you'd get this big. There was actually a game where, like, you start up with, like, little microorganisms, and you grow to, like, actual huge things, and you mm-hmm. eat them. It might have just been called Evolution or something. Really? Haven't you ever heard of that? Yeah. You power actually... Up Forever? Yeah, no. Power Up Forever. Well, that's... Oh, that's the name of the game? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Well, are there any pictures? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Power Up Forever. Um, it's called a space arcade shooter, though, that you one. know, honestly, while playing it, it felt not like a space arcade shooter. It felt like um, it felt like I was fighting through a Petri dish and um, against yeah, other, like, bacteria type uh, of uh, creatures and stuff. And as I got bigger, the, because the th- creatures I was fighting with were organic. Mm-hmm. And they had like cilia. But and you look like a silicon starship. Yeah, you're right. I, I a silicon starship as opposed to a metal starship. <laughs> yes, because you were far too shiny. So I was some sort of shooting ship. You anyway, I, you get bigger as you finish a level. Then you know a little boss comes out. You finish the boss, and then you go on to the next level, and your ship gets bigger. And the cool thing is there was a sense of scale. So the enemies you were fighting got smaller while you got bigger. And then all of a sudden there'd be these enemies that you didn't see because you were so small in such a small area of the, of the screen. Like as you zoom out. Out, all of a sudden you can traverse across the the environment so much more that all of a sudden all these enemies that were surrounding you suddenly come into your frame of view and it's like oh look there's all this crap now and you know, you're flying around it and then you get bigger than it and you start showing blowing it up and so on and so on and so forth and it didn't it sounds like there's no real end to it no he said just it, keep it going continue to keep going and i guess the monsters and that's what i really worried about getting kind of old because if there's no end to it or if there's no um Real change, other than that, I, you know, a new a new planet, a new interface, a new something would be nice. But I, would I don't just know have to see how go. big they got. I mean, if they got to like where you're fighting less worms and more crabs and well, I mean, since bird. it was scaling up, you just fight bigger worms. You know, see, that's what I didn't like. I think it'd be more like, well, okay, this one was a worm, but then you killed that, and now the next big one was like a crab. It had mm-hmm. claws or something. But you were getting faster and stronger with each uh, each each successive level, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. But that's not really a role-playing game. No, but it was fun. But it was really fun. This is E3 fun time. Uh, I'm hoping it would stay really fun. But uh, I have so many other twin-stick shooters, and that's (laughs) what this is, that I don't know that I need this one. Um, Especially when there are other ones coming, like uh, Galaga Legions, which Namco did not have there for us to try. Well, no, they just announced it. But what else did you play? Um, No. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like two rounds of some outdoor game thing with jump rope and uh, it was like outdoor games cart. challenge or something. Yeah, and it used like, it used like this modified DDR pad like that comes with the game, and 
Mike got a picture of me doing the minecart level, so you can see me looking like a fool in the day two gallery. That is the thing I notice most yeah. about the Wii when you watch people play the games. We have the pictures of the Nintendo press conference and everything, and you look at people, and when you play the Wii and you do the interesting things, you look stupid. Yeah. All right. So uh, then we ran over to Square Enix for some interviews. We did. You did an interview with Triace. Mm-hmm. There was the there was the producers for. Star Ocean, The Last Hope, and Infinite Undiscovery. A New Hope. The Last Hope. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Don't throw me off. I was like, no. I swear I had it yeah. right. A New Hope. Thank you very much. Yeah. This is yesterday. The Last Hope. So what did you find out? You're going to be posting the interview. Yeah, I'll be posting the interview. For the basic part, it was just, a, you know, there was nothing like groundbreaking I found out. It was, you know, what kind of challenges did you have? Um, the other girl with me, uh, was from Game Informer, and she actually hadn't played either game. So some of the questions are a little more basic than I had hoped to get from a roundtable. But mm-hmm. it's a good roundabout interview if you haven't ever really read anything about Infinite Undiscovery or Star Ocean. Okay, so, so you get that up. And yeah, see. we'll get that up soon. And I had a I had an interview that was also supposed to be a roundtable, but the other people didn't show up, so it was just me. <laughs> and yeah. I was, uh, you know, I, I figured I could wing it in a roundtable. Right, um, someone will hit a keynote or something. Like, oh, yeah, that's good. Go I'll have to expand on that. Yeah, but I was by myself, so you, you, I'll get that up there too. And I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping I don't come off as uh, being ignorant of Last Remnant. But uh, I got to find out, you know, the the names of all the main characters in the trailer, which I believe has already been released. But you know, we went through them all, and some of the them. races, and um, kind of what remnants are, and what what might the Last Remnant refer to. But hmm. uh, but anybody didn't tell you. No, they didn't. <laughs> they asked what I thought it would refer to. <laughs> I was kind of curious. Game. Oh, and they got my answer. and said, "Ah, well, then you should you should play the game." <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> so, um, and I got to find out that you know it's kind of this, this, the this. combat in Last Remnant is interesting because it's squad based. How would I know? I haven't there's seen like, anything. Squad com- it's like a command based squad type combat sort of thing. I want to say squad based, but it. Listen to the interview when, or read the interview when I get it transcribed, um, because it, it'll be explained more clearly. I'm trying to pull this answer out, but I know that you kind of command units, and so you're on a battlefield and you're commanding lots of anim, uh, animals, uh, <laughs> lots of animals. units. You might go that way. <laughs> yeah, lots of units, and uh, so you might have multiple units going at a time, and so there's lots of stuff going on. Is it obviously. RTS then? It's not an RTS. So do you get to stop the battle and say, okay, you know, I just didn't realize that those guys are running off. Yeah, but so I also found out that they really wanted to, you know, they gave us that minute-long trailer. Mm -hmm. They wanted to do much longer, but Microsoft forced them to only do a minute for their press conference. And I guess they decided that... We're talking about the same company that cut off Resident Evil, so they're like, oh, that's in your time, thank you. And, uh, well, that was planned, but... I, I have to wonder though if they wanted to make a longer trailer, why they just didn't make it in real I know, I know. But they he really want you know if they had had the opportunity to do a five minute trailer, they would have put a lot more in there. And because obviously it's getting close to release, you know it's in November, um, so yeah. they wanted to they 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 they're pretty much done. So you know with most of the stuff, they wanted to start showing more. So I, I hope that they show us a longer trailer at their private party. I believe that is probably going to be the plan. Or Comic Con. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and ask you know about what's what's up with why is why is it a Square Enix RPG for the world? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's and, a good uh, question. You asked that. I did ask that. Good, so, good, because so that's a good thing to figure out. Yeah, 
It has to do with localization and such. But uh, Well, I think the worldwide release at the same time has a lot to do with it. That's, uh, that's a part of it as well. Cool. Yeah. Um, there was another uh, Square Enix interview we went to that dealt with worldwide releases. That would be Song Summoner. Yeah, that, which, was, uh, that was instantaneous. He found out after the fact that this was Square Enix's first worldwide release, simultaneous release, because it has to be when you're going up on the iTunes Music Store, apparently. Right, because they don't have uh, region, do they? They pretty much just want you on They there. do have regions on the iTunes Store. Oh, yes, they do? Yeah. Like, mm. you can't just go and buy any J-pop you want. Well, that's lame. Why not? I know. Uh, My money is just as good as the Japanese. I'm assuming they could do the same with games if they wanted to. So that's uh, um, that was interesting. Um, what did you think of that the iPod Song Summoner interview? Well, I thought it went very well, considering that none of us have an iPod that we could actually play it on. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, Including um, even Mister iPhone Extraordinaire here. Yeah, I was asking like, why aren't you bringing it out on the iPhone? And he and he asked to uh, basically said. You know, he's already thought about how he would translate all the, the interface to the iPhone. Um, the problem is that the iPhone doesn't let you read the song library that's on your iPhone. Right, which so, makes his game pretty much impossible. Yeah, since considering he has to know the titles and names of your songs and stuff in order to generate your, your characters, he uh, can't really do much right now unless they unless they get open up that functionality. I was really surprised to learn that there were only 50 options. You have all these songs in the world, and they come up with 50 characters. 50 characters, but different rankings within each character. Well, he has different rankings, but still, he didn't even have all 50 characters. No. Not even, even, you know, even they're all rank E's or uh, whatever. It was just pretty much... Well, it's not like there are rare characters as well, so it'd be very hard to get. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's showing us all these really cool things, and they even have a mode to make the, uh, the images bigger. And it was yeah, that was cool. I was screwing through your team. Your team, if you turn the iPod like on its side, yeah, it detects it would, that and says, "Here you go." And it, all of a sudden, the entire screen is just the artwork for your character. Because he said he was really sad that he couldn't really show off the wonderful detail of the artwork, so they had to make a special mode for it so that you can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they can you know give you an artwork in the true. box. I mean, that, that little iPod screen looks pretty. Yeah, it's very detailed, very nice looking. Um, it's a high. That's a, it, you know, Sean shit. was Sean was talking about that on the podcast last week, but, you know, tackle RPG, um, as they said in the interview, aimed for 15-minute battles that with lots of auto-saving so you can commute and pick it Put up. Put it in your and, pocket and, and you're stop done. and start very often. I was, I'm still turned off by how you have to select your areas, but, you know, I'm sure if I was really into it, I would just keep playing it anyway. Yeah. I love the soundtrack. Yeah, and how much have you even heard of it? Oh, they, they played through a bunch of different things you could do on the, on the demo. Oh, okay. You could hear, like, five or six different songs. And appara- Yeah, so the genres are very different and stuff, like, in each battlefield and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I was actually hoping, but it didn't do, that maybe you could play your own music on the battlefield. That would have been a good idea for an iPod game, wouldn't it? Yeah. But not in there? No, no. custom soundtrack? No, I didn't see any option like that. Yeah, we should have asked them about that. Well, we, we didn't think about it. That's too bad. Uh, another interview I went to, well, not interview, uh, another uh, appointment that I had <laughs> was with Majesco, who was uh, take, bringing over Mistwalker's Away Shuffle Dungeon. This was really cool, I thought. Um, it has potential. Yeah, so, I like potential. So the, the, the basic premise was, all right, so you're in, um, you're in a dungeon. No, you're in, <laughs> you're a, in a dungeon. No. Woo! You're in a dungeon and you shuffle some cards. No, that's <laughs> no, not it at all. Yeah, so I, you're bad. you're in your town with all the people, and all of a sudden everybody's gone. Like they're just spirited away, except for you. It's like, well, I better go find them. Did so they turn you, into pigs? No, they're just 
gone. Oh, okay. So you go in a dungeon and you go down and you find, hey, there you are, Tom, or whatever the name of the character is. <laughs> How you doing, Tom? How Good you doing? You. I'm, let's let's rescue you, and you got to get back out of the dungeon. And the dungeons are pretty interesting because they are. Um, how do we even describe it? They're so you've got two screens on your DS, and you're going through, like, uh, let's say you're on the, you know, come down some stairs, you're on the top screen of the DS, and you look around, there's a switch near you, and a treasure chest um, on the other side of the room on the top screen, screen, and you can't get from one to the other, but you can walk, you can see a path if you were to walk down to the bottom screen, then walk back up. So it's like, oh, this should be simple. And, but, oh, look, there's a gate by the treasure chest, so I better hit the switch. Oh, look, it opened the gate. Let's go get the treasure chest. So you walk off the top screen, and then a countdown timer starts, boom, three, two, one, and the top screen shuffles to a different screen. So you lost your treasure chest. Yeah, I didn't lose it. Is it still there? It's still there, but... Um, there might be a different way to get there. The screen is no longer attached to your bottom screen, so now you can't get back up there immediately. So... Um, and if you were to have run back in within the three-second timer, um, it doesn't stop the timer. And then if, you, um, if you're if you on a screen tile while it shuffles away, you kind of get kicked back out of the dungeon. you got to go find rescue your guy again and everything. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, I didn't tell you that. So oh, you, don't, you don't want to So be once it comes it. down, you're just like, go for it. You, you, that, that, count, that timer is convenience for you to say, ah, get out of here. <laughs> but you've already left the screen. Yeah, Why would you, you go back? Um because you could you could try to quick sneak around a corner through the bottom screen, pick something up, and then get back off of it. Oh, okay. So it's not so like a, you a don't get like time. three moves; you get yeah. three seconds or so. Three seconds, and uh, so and the, and they actually give you a little bit of leeway after that because then the screen starts vibrating. You oh, oh! And I'm so gonna you run off. Okay. Yeah, and uh, okay. So the so then you're on the bottom side of the screen. And you're like, well, okay, let me solve some of the puzzle here and. Hit a switch or whatever, and then you walk back to the top side of the screen and go solve a puzzle there. And so you're kind of completing puzzle by puzzle by puzzle, kind of half solving the dungeon. And um, the way this, and then you move to the top screen, the bottom screen shuffles. You move to the bo- bottom screen, the top screen shuffles. And there's a pattern to the, the order that the tiles are shuffling. So you can kind of get a, uh, a hold of that pattern and kind of expect what's to come and position your guy properly to be able to I'll be able to get past this wall and get to that chest I had seen earlier or that staircase that I needed to go on to the next level so it's very interesting um, and there are enemies on these dungeons mm-hmm. as well um, you have a sword um, and you have some magic abilities these little little um, slime guys that follow you around that give you magic power so I, I don't do you really... like absorb them when you need it or? no you just throw them <laughs> is what it sounds like. So you throw them, and then they come back, and they're gray, and they got a little X on them. And they're like, oh, I'm unhappy. And then you can kind of get them recharged through some way. I can't remember. I'm unhappy. My guy only had like four health points, so you you definitely wanted to stay on top of killing enemies before you got to them and using your magic to clear the way and not getting hit. So was it an active battle, like you just saw them and hit them? Or? Yeah, it, it's just like a Zelda game. Okay. Yeah, just enemy slash slash. Slash slash whack. Oh, I lost three hit points. Except you get to actually see the damage you're doing. There's actual damage numbers on like a Zelda game. Okay, so it's kind of like Dungeon Maker. That's what I remember, at least. Yeah. And uh, But it looked really fun and, and Zelda-like um, from a dungeon perspective. Lots of puzzles, lots of things to think about. And uh, Did you ask them gameplay. if the puzzles get... I mean, because you said there was a tile pattern you could learn. Do the tile patterns get longer so, as the dungeons get bigger? Yeah. Um, um, he, what he had said was that I think what he at one point said that this was an earlier dungeon or an easier dungeon, so I'm just kind of implying that you know, things got harder. But yeah, that's good. I mean, I, I, 
<laughs> they would have to. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, maybe each dungeon only has a set of like eight tiles, and if you learn those eight tiles, you can figure your way and get around the dungeon. Exactly. And then the harder part is the monsters. Or the loot that explodes in your face. You know? Yeah, I, keep being your bearing seems to be the hardest part. But it was very unique and very interesting, and the, and the Zelda-esque-ness of it was really cool. And it's like, okay, it, it seemed like you were just bite-sized puzzles. Like, okay, now what should I solve? Okay, let's do this. Then go to the other screen. Oh, no, what should I do? And then, and then eventually you get an impre- idea of what the dungeon really looks like and how many screens there are. You can kind of put together a more master plan of how to navigate the thing. Okay. It was really cool. So look forward to that. There's Miss Walker, and it's looking pretty fun. Scenario or writing writing was done by the guy who did the writing for Twelve. They seem to get around. Yeah. There was another game Showa, I thought he did the writing. Shoda, I believe Shoda. Sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, yeah. You butcher many things. We never yeah. used to it. Um, I thought there was another story writer for Twelve who did something else. Hmm. Uh, something we had seen at E3, but now I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so many games. Yeah, so many games. <laughs> and then there was another one I ran over to after that was uh, the Sega booth. Because mm-hmm. I want to see Valkyria Chronicles. Oh, PSP game? Yeah, the PSP <laughs> Oh, they had fun telling me about that. They, apparently the Sega, the president of Sega was very surprised when he heard that Val- <laughs> Valkyria Chronicles was, uh, was a PSP game when he was in the, off, uh, in the audience at the press conference. Ooh, that probably <laughs> didn't go over well. That sounds like there's some uh, internal inquiry going on over at Sony. So what the heck? <laughs> Just to figure out you you know, what happened. You did what in really. my game? <laughs> but, uh, yeah... <laughs> But how is it? So it is not a PSP game. Excellent. There is no PSP version. It okay. is a PS3 game. It's still a PS3 game. It's still going to be a PS3 game. So it's getting that out there. Renew um, those pre-orders for the new version. <laughs> yeah, if you've already gone to GameStop and pre-ordered your PSP version, you might want to ask for your money back. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Put it towards, uh, you know, something. So this good. is great. It's uh, it's uh, it's kind of like an alternate history, like World War II, and then things kind of separate off. And it's a, it is a tactical role-playing game. Operation so, Darkness? Um, uh, I think there are, if you were to play both, you'd you'd see some similarities in the, the way you move around, mm-hmm. um, but really it's very different okay. ultimately, but um, I don't know. So you get uh, I guess, how to break this down, you get uh, some sort of equivalent of charge time, you get so many um, they represent by little emblems on the top of your screen, and you each unit needs a certain number of these emblems to activate throughout a, during your turn. Okay. It's turn base. You go and activate all your units and do stuff, and then it's uh, the enemy's turn to activate all his units and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you have so many emblems, and you can like shove them into lower cost units, which are most of your your ground units. Maybe a tank might take two. Emblems mm-hmm. to activate, so you can only do it so many times. So you, you can, can you can keep activating the same person again and again and again and again if you wanted to. So you run them around to like your cover, you and then they have some action elements in there. And this was the big thing they wanted to get some action elements into into this game, into this series, into this genre, and uh, kind of you know, integrate some more uh, real time strategy type stuff. Uh, this is a, the same development team that did like uh, Skies of Arcadia. Mm-hmm. That's why Vice is in this game. Also did uh, uh, Soccer Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they've got some experience in the genre, but uh, <laughs> just a little, just a little bit. <laughs> anyway, so you 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 activate one. You get a big tactical overview map where you get little emblems that represent all your all your units, and you see, oh, I've got scouts, I got heavy fighters, I got a lanceman, I got 
I've got a sniper over here. I got a tank over here. I got an engineer who can repair cover and re refill ammo and do all sorts of cool things. Um, so you're going to lay have, mines and stuff, or disarm mines and stuff like that. You're going to have turns where not all your units are moving. Right. Hmm. Yeah. That's but so you can choose how to how to how to distribute your 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 points to to in a in a particular turn. So then you go. So then you pick a unit. You move them. Say you scout. So it's got a standard rifle. They run through, and then you hit R one, and all of a sudden you're in aim mode. And it's like, oh, what? I have to tell what, what I'm aiming at. It's like cause <laughs> you could aim it if you just do that and then hit X right after that. You're gonna shoot in the ground and probably hit nothing. So you really do need to aim. And if you aim as I did, thinking you're being clever and just barely getting over the head of you someone in front of you, you might just be shooting your teammate in the head and killing them. So you, you got to really do need to take care of what you're aiming at. Um, you shot your own I, teammate. I headshot my own teammate, yes. Um, it was great. And uh, so then you aim, and then where you aim matters. Mm -hmm. So if you're aiming at the head, you're going to do more damage. Mm -hmm. And you're aiming at the, you know... So no shooting at the hip parts. in this it all one. Well, yeah, it all kind of matters. <laughs> and uh, not kind of matters. It does matter. Or you can, you know, launch a grenade and stuff like that. Um, I was having fun using the tank unit. I was running over enemy ah, units ah. and then backing up and running them over again. That's um, a good use of All your units there. have, like, um, you, can, you can move a set amount within a turn. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, some units have can move a ton. In a, in a single turn, some units like the tank can't move as much, but they move faster, so that kind of helps. But um, anyway, you back up. You don't have to exhaust your full move. You can move, attack, and then move again. That's um, how you get to run over them twice. Yeah. Um, well, no, the, running them over doesn't count as an attack. You just kind of <laughs> knock them down and stuff. Um, it doesn't kill them, apparently. Yeah. While you're moving, this is the interesting part. While the battle's going on, it is technically real time. Mm-hmm. So while you're moving around the battlefield, if you go within range of an enemy unit, he's going to start shooting at you. Oh, good. If you hit R1 to get into the aim mode, that stops that. It pauses it, so you've got plenty of time to judge your attack and do Okay, do so I don't, I don't have to try to do, oh, he's shooting at me, quick, quick, pull out the gun. Right. But then um, while, then you end that person's turn after you've attacked, done your headshot attempt, and um, or whatever you're doing. You end that current little sub-turn for that unit, and you go back to your, your overall strategy map, and the way I understood it, while you're dealing with this other guy's unit, that unit over there, if he's still in range of enemy fire, he's still getting hit. Hmm. They're still firing at him, and I hope you're firing it at them as well, but I think uh, I think it, at the very least, you're taking fire, and uh, the vice versa would be true on the enemy's turn. They come into your range, you're going to be shooting that enemy. So even before they usually get an attack off, you're shooting them, so... Got some strong people. They can kind of mow people down before they get your snipers in range. And, well, yeah, yeah. And then taunt them with some, you know, tanks and medics and stuff. The suggestion yeah, from the PR rep was, uh, was, uh, you know, get your heavy machine gun people around the corner of a building, mm -hmm. and then lure a bunch of the enemy forces around the corner. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, uh, oh, uh, fall down. Oops, <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> But sorry, and uh, it, oh man, it was just really fun to play, especially the tank. <laughs> you run over the guy, and then I'd aim the minigun at him. Boom, oh, he's so mean! One, one hit, it didn't matter. Just like yeah, one volley. And then he ran him over anyway. And then I, I tried to run him over again, but they were already <laughs> gone. Um, you um, character death is interesting. Um, if if there's a if they're a, a minor character, they're just uh, I believe dead. Um, and if they are a story character. You have three turns to get out there with a medic. Ah. How does this work? Just take any unit and just walk near them. 
you don't have to press anything as long as you walk in like right next to them that you have a little cutscene and a call for a medic and then some girl that would be an anime style cutscene I'm coming to save you it'll be alright or whatever <laughs> like, and let's just assume uh, you've saved uh, Cherry from battle and the medic doesn't get shot at while she's no it's just range. automatic they're nice. saved enemy can take them and capture them though oh no yeah and then you have to go and find them or what can't remember the details on that. Did you not get anyone captured? Yeah. Can you capture the enemy? I think they just. I think they can permanently kill them. Actually. A main. Yeah, character? that's what it's. Yeah, if they capture them, they're dead. Oh. Yeah. And um, if you don't get to them in three turns, they're is dead. Is it game over then, or? It depends on the mission objectives. So you can lose so the main character. You could use. You could use a, lose a. Excuse me. You could lose a a, a quote unquote main character, you know, a story character basically that is no longer important to the story. Being. Well, seeing how they're dead. Yeah. So, I mean, they will. there will be some characters who are in the mission objectives, though, that if you lose... Just like Fire Emblem. If you, these people yeah. die, you, the game is over. Wow. And um, so you, you... But at least they make it easy. Just run over them, tag them. They're fine. Before the, the enemy does. Away. Yeah. It, I, you know, it wasn't a problem the missions I tried. I'm sure there'll be some situation where someone gets permanently killed and you'll have to start a battle over. Hey. Yeah, but welcome to strategy RPGs. <laughs> I mean, it, it's better than you know not having any penalty for death because that just seems a bit easy. But, uh, I love the fact just that here, go out and get slaughtered. As long as one of you lives, I win. Mm. <laughs> but it, I had so much fun playing it. I'm probably going to try and get back and play it some more tomorrow. But uh, <sighs> Even know, more. I don't how much time I have. It was fun. I want to try a harder battle because that battle was too easy with the tank. You hope they have one. I just keep running over it, guys. <laughs> so good. Uh, what else did you play? Uh, you played some Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I went back to play Chrono Trigger because I didn't get a chance when I was mm-hmm. there. Um, I would say I don't like the stylus. Mm. I I think it's too slow. I mean, you're dealing with a time active time battle system, mm-hmm. and y- you know the time it takes to tap the attack and then tap the character. You know, just hey, hey and you're done. It's much faster. So, mm-hmm. I'm a lot happier just using the, the buttons. I didn't have any uh, uh, abilities to use dual tech or anything, so that was kind of a drag. Because I show them in the videos all the time, oh, here's X-Strike and here's the flaming sword attack, but you? No, that's okay. So, that was kind of a drag. I also didn't have any healing, so I accidentally ate both my potions, and then mm. I was like, I can't heal. Well, that doesn't work. Yeah, but fortunately I walked down and said, oh, thank you for playing. I was like, good, because I don't have any way to heal. All right. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you play Chrono Trigger, you're going to love it, but I I don't care for the stylus, and I can't speed up the game either. That's also <laughs> annoying. Oh. There's so much time you're sitting there waiting for your gauge to fill. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, I got hit, you know. We're like, it should be a lot faster. Sweet. Is that all you were able to get to? I really was. I was kind yeah. of working in the media room a lot. Yeah. And we got a lot of media discs to put up. I had a few... I hit up a few other games that weren't RPGs. Um, I'll run through quickly, I guess. Um, first was uh, Samba de Amigo, which is the uh, the the port of the Dreamcast... Or, I guess, the the remake of the Dreamcast title with the uh, Maracas. Mm-hmm. Um, this is interesting because you use the Wiimotes. You can either use Wiimote and Nunchuck or two Wiimotes. Which I thought was nice because oh, it lets nice. you get a full range of motion with your arms and stuff. Right, with other cord. And I was having some accuracy issues with the white remote, but or the right remote. But I hoping, hoping I was just doing it wrong. Cause it was pretty fun. You're probably doing it wrong. I was pretty impressed. Or the remote was hungry. Yeah, maybe. And uh, so that was fun. And I, it was all these 
you know, mambo type songs, so I wish they had a bigger set list. But mm-hmm. yeah, what are you gonna For do? For a demo. Yeah, and uh, I also checked out Major Minors Marching Band something or other that they had okay. at the the Wii press conference. Um, at the Wii press conference, the Nintendo press conference, <laughs> the Wii conference. Yeah, and uh, because it's by Nanonsha, which is Matsura's company, which is the guy who made Pot Rapper the Rapper and Umaimer Jammy. Uh-huh. And I love those games so much. This is not your game. Well, okay. Is it? What do you mean? Is this a game? Is this a game you're gonna get? I'm not sure yet. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so it's better than I, I thought. It was. Yeah, except it's hard to control. Really? You you take your Wiimote and you move it up and down, up and down like a metronome. I'm keeping time for my band, and then you start walking. Ah, up, down. How does up, it tell if you're down, walking? Up, down you don't tell it to walk it just does it automatically and then you while you're walking what the rhythm part is is to in time move the wiimote point the wiimote left or right to pick up and recruit characters that you're passing by so you have to do it while you're in range of them but you have to do the left and right motion on beat and then stay in time with your up and down motions and i think it's and if you slow down, the band starts to slow down. No, if you speed no, up no. and start going no, fast, really you might yeah. be going too fast, and your tuba players are the first ones who start complaining about how fast you're oh, going. going too fast you might start losing them. And um, you pick up items and candies to kind of feed your band. Like if they're complaining about the speed of the music, uh, you just keep shoving candy down their throat, and it keeps them happy. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't know how they're eating candy while playing, but whatever. So you get through the level, and that was really fun. You get the like, combos, and there's some people you have to pick up, or otherwise it backs you up a little bit in the level, and you got to do it again. But it was it was definitely fast paced and and really easy to keep moving through a level. Um, so that, that's looking interesting. I, I, I'm I'm going to wait and hear how the rest of the game, like the later levels, shape up. It. But um, that was all there was. Yeah, that'll decide. Um, I also uh, I got into the Sony Press Lounge to check out some of the titles they had there. Um, um, there was uh, mostly some PSN titles I was able to check out. Uh, first of all, Fat Princess. Was she fat? I wanted to see if that was another role-playing game in the classical sense of the role. Um, no, no, it was not. Uh, she was fat. Yeah, pretty good. It was a. Uh, it's awesome. It's kind of a squad-based uh, capture the flag sort of game. So you have two She's big the flag. castles. Yeah, well, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have two castles, and you start off. You've got the blue team. If you're red team, you've got the blue team's princess in your castle, and blue team's got the red team princess in their castle. And uh, you know the idea is to infiltrate the other team's castle, take your princess back to your own castle, and then you get a point, or the match might be over, depending on how you set up the rules of the match. Right. Or you can have just massive death match. And how is the massive death match is that you have multiple jobs defined by what hat you're wearing at a time. So you can go pick up an archer's cap, you're an archer. Pick up a wizard's hat, you're a wizard. They also had a priest, they had um, an engineer, or not an engineer, a builder, and um, I can't remember what the other thing was. Um, Killer. Killer. Yeah, there was a soldier. Yeah. Yes. yeah. There has to be a melee type, but this isn't yeah. any fun. And so the the priest could just continually heal the melee type while he was hacking people up. Really? Um, the wizard could do fire and st- or ice to slow people down, fire to do more damage. Um, the archer could shoot stuff. I don't know what other, uh, his secondary types abilities were. And it's very bloody in the battles. Yes, like they're like attacking, the, and then there's lots of pools of blood when you die. So it's like these cute characters and hats, and then they die in these pools of blood. Sean should check this game out. 
You think Sean so? Cooper. Oh, because it's it feels like Team Fortress too, as far as the job balance goes <laughs> and everything. And it's just like, yeah, because you can have a builder whose job is to buff up defenses and stuff like that. And all right, and everybody can go and be kind of resource gatherers, where you get ore and stuff to make things easier for your builder to make and better for your builder to make. You can also go get cake. And like what do you do with the cake? You eat it. Well, that's the the name of the game is Fat Princess, right? So you pick up a piece of cake and you walk back into the castle, hopefully not getting killed by your enemy and then them stealing your cake. You take it in the castle, you walk down, and you force feed it into the mouth of the enemy's princess to make her fat. <laughs> so they can't steal her as easy because she can't. And you got to keep feeding her. You got to keep her fed, otherwise she'll get skinny again. But um, as she gets fat, she gets harder to carry, which makes it much easier for you to prevent them getting their flag point, basically. Back. Yes. Sometimes you get there and she'll just be huge, and you're yeah. like, oh, this will take days to get back. Yeah. So that's going to be cool, and that's up to up to 32 people on each team, I believe. Um, are that, uh, oh, no, it's probably more like up to 16 on each team. 32 total. 32 total, I believe. And uh, as people drop out, it'll fill in a CPU to... To keep the game balanced, okay, which was really nice. It's better than dropping out. Up, oh, you're all done. Quit. Unfortunately, not really an RPG though. It does have archers and wizards and knights. It has, and ar- it has RPG. It's, fan- it's got the fantasy stuff going on. Um, I also tried out Pixel Junk Eden, which is cool little plant uh, collect pollen, um, hatch the spore pods to grow a plant. Um, it's got this wonderful mechanic where your little uh, your grimp is what it's named, mm-hmm. which is like this little bug on the plant, and your job is to help the plant grow. And you shoot out uh, silk, and you kind of swing off the plant. You can spin around in a circle. It's kind of like the ninja rope in uh, Worms, if you ever played Worms. Yeah. Only it's more like it, it's got a whipping effect. So and it isn't as hard to use as the ninja rope. That's good. You just spin the right stick, and you're like, eventually the rope will snap, or you can let go of the button and just fly off in an arc to the next place you want to go. Or the Um, ground. You can also just double tap um, circle to jump, and uh, just you don't have to use the ninja rope to to get everywhere. But you do need to use the the ninja rope, the silk, your your (laughs) thread, um, to collect pollen. So as you little. Burst open these pods, and you see a bunch of these little like characters jump out, and it's like, oh, that's the pollen I gotta get. And so you get in a wide arc and start swooping it all up, and then you open the plant up, and then you get these little symbols, and you get enough of them, like at least three, and you beat the level, and it's really fun to play co-op. Okay. Because you got people flying all over the place, and you're helping each other, and you get these huge combos, and you have to, and it rewards you most when you're playing synergistically. So when you're both working together and achieving the same goals, not interfering with each other, it can get messy if you like are on different pages and one guy keeps falling off the screen and stuff like that. <laughs> but they try to keep the action going. You know, if you fall off the screen and the other person stays in the high part of the screen, it'll just respawn you up there after a couple seconds, and you can keep without having to climb up the plan again. But um, really hard to explain. Really fun to get your hands on. So look forward to that's. They say that's coming out in a couple weeks. Okay. And that's going to be awesome on the PS3. So look forward to that. And that's all I did today. That, that's all, huh? That's all. <laughs> so we're yeah. getting exhausted here. We're going to fall asleep. We got Yeah, I was watching you as I was talking. Like, I yeah. Like, oh, we, got, and we still got work to do, and i got to get this posted for you. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to wrap up, sign off here, and uh, we'll podcast for you tomorrow. Yes, we'll have more time tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, sounds like we're going to see maybe uh, a new version of The Witcher. Yeah, the enhanced version. Of yeah, and we're also looking at uh, Natsume's products, so some Harvest Moon stuff. Yeah, some 
stuffed animal. Hopefully some stuffed animals to report on, and uh, uh, one other game. Uh, well, we have to go to Bethesda and see some. Bethesda Fallout Three. Game. Oh yeah. yeah. How could you forget some that? Some other game. Fallout Three, man. I yeah. was just waiting for you to react. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that'll be good. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.